0: Welcome back, everybody, to this episode of Drunk Bible Study Bonus Edition. We, we, I mean, it's been a while since we have had three bonus episodes. Yeah. Three weeks yeah. in a row. So we're learning so full of knowledge so much about this boy, Daniel. It's
1: great. It's like I said in the actual episode, it's one of my favorites so far. That's awesome. It's been really action packed and really, really interesting. That's great. How about you two? Do you like it?
2: I mean, definitely. Yeah. Anything that's action packed is always fantastic. I did forget how wackadoo so much of Daniel was, but not quite the same way as like when we were talking yeah. about Ezekiel or Isaiah or Jeremiah. Like, that's a different flavor of wackadoo. And this is, I guess, it's more connected to a story. There's usually a specific arc of like this wild thing happened, this wild dream. Was had this wild vision occurred, mm-hmm. and then uh-huh. these are the consequences of interpreting it, and then this is what happened. You know that I think is interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It is fun, right? Because because we got we had some books where it's like starts with wild, crazy visions, and then it's just a lot about talking about how women are terrible for like several yeah. more chapters, and so it's like, well, okay,
2: mm. you had us
0: at first, and then you kind of lost us. Yep. Yeah, or it's like performance art pieces, and then. Just like talking about how everything's shitty for another many, many more chapters. And then there's other books like Judges that had tons of stories, but no wild, surreal visions. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of a best of, right? It's kind of both, right? We've got wild, crazy visions, and we've also got story. So that is fun do like that. And different, multiple kings too. Oh, yeah. A lot of kings. Big
2: turnover in administration. Yeah. Multiple presidents. Yeah.
0: There's a lot to like in Daniel. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to like in Daniel. I also was thinking, Emily, that if you're ever talking with Bible people... Mm-hmm. And you can just whip out a tidbit of one having a favorite book at all, just like mm-hmm. having a favorite
1: book. Oh, okay.
0: Already cool. puts you in kind of this like insider club of like you've okay. read this enough to have a favorite book, to
2: have opinions.
0: That's cool. And then I think your next step will be if you end up with some favorite specific verses that you could quote from mm-hmm. memory.
2: Yeah, Ooh, that'd be good. And
0: I don't really have this either, right? But but if you have that, whew, you could really impress some people. I'm just saying. Cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, cool. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be cool. <laughs> I listened to something that talked about a a certain former president of ours talking about Kings two or like Corinthians two or something, and that people were like, clearly he's never read the Bible because oh it's right because
2: he's never said Second Corinthians, Second
1: Corinthians, yeah, yeah. yeah. right, exactly, <laughs> right. So yeah. I was like, huh, exactly. huh. Well, I shouldn't, I won't make that that mistake because <laughs> I have read this thing. I actually have.
0: exactly. Exactly.
1: There
0: you go. I mean, you haven't read 2 Corinthians yet. I haven't, but... We will eventually. You'll know how to say it.
1: eventually I will. Exactly. Yeah. Is it also 2 Kings then?
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 2 Kings, yeah. (laughs) Kings 2, the sequel. I like that (laughs) better though. (laughs) Amazing. Chronicles 2, even more Chronicles.
1: The Chronicles of Garnia.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, so today we've looked up a few things, because this is our last... Bonus before we Mm -hmm. have a quiz next week at the end of Daniel. And boy, a quiz on Daniel is either going to be really easy because it's all just going to be the stories, or it's going to be really hard because it's going to be about, like, what was the number of horns that fell out when the 11th horn started growing? You know, how many
2: satraps? Oh, God.
0: Right. What were the cardinal directions that the horns grew in in, on the metal beast? Everything biddiest. Right. It could be all sorts of things. Yeah. So, yeah, how many satraps, though? I do like that. How many That's presidents? Mm-hmm. How many presidents were there? Three. Three. Okay. 100%. Aced it. Yay. Uh, right. So, so Dedeker looked into some lion den technologies of the mm-hmm. day, uh, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and Emily looked up some more about these beasts. Uh, but first, I looked up a couple things about um, Daniel uh, chapters 6 and 7. And so one, this is just a quick little one that I kind of came across by accident, but I thought was interesting, is in Daniel 7. So the second chapter we read today, Dedeker's chapter, I guess. Mm -hmm. 7.25, during one of those dreams, there was this verse, and this is from the English Standard Version here. He shall speak words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and shall think to change the times and the law. This verse apparently... Has been used to make the argument that this was the point where the Sabbath changed from being on Saturday to being on Sunday.
1: Oh, fascinating! Yeah, I looked that up too. Okay, I I saw something regarding that as well. But that okay, and did it say why that happened?
0: Well, so the thing is, I love this. So someone asked this on Hermeneutics Stack Exchange of like, "Hey, so did he prophesy that the Sabbath would change from this to this in in the stream?" And the first answer here is, while this is a good question, I'm not sure we'll get any realistic answers here, as the answer is part of a greater scheme of prophetic interpretation, so cannot be answered in isolation, Mm -hmm. which I think is actually probably the most correct answer you could Mm -hmm. give to this question. Yeah. Yeah, and then anyway, people kind of go on about it, and all the answers are just sort of like giving more context and backstory. But I think it's just interesting to point out that Never even would have occurred to me that that line could be interpreted to mean moving the Sabbath, like changing the the laws of the Sabbath. But who knows?
2: Maybe it was daylight savings time
0: laws. Oh, you're right. Maybe maybe it, like yeah. That. It's like during the 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 winter we should be doing Sabbath on Sundays, but in the, you know in the <laughs> summer we should be doing it on Saturdays. It makes yeah, total sense. Spring
1: and summer. <laughs> yeah, interesting. So it makes, it
0: makes great sense. Um, okay, so then the the other thing I looked up was when we saw that, uh, you know, they made that law to try to catch Daniel and put him in that lion's den um, was because he was praying. And he would pray three times a day in his room by kneeling, facing Jerusalem, and praying three times a day. And some people in the chat were like, wait, isn't that like a Muslim thing to do that? What's the deal here? And when looking into this, I found two interesting things that I did not know. The first of which is that in Jewish tradition, you pray three times a day. That is a thing. Oh. Yeah, that there is specifically— Is that a thing
2: in
1: Christianity or no? I think the
2: Christians—not formally. I think the Christians tend to take the approach of you should be praying all the time.
0: Sure, sure, sure.
2: Okay, well, what does that
1: mean? That's an amorphous (laughs) goal (laughs) to have.
0: Right, right. So, so, yeah, I found this article on Chabad.org that talks about the amida which is the silent prayer which is supposed to be said 3 times a day and the question of this article is like when did this start and basically the there's a couple different explanations but it seems like this was formalized during the time of Ezra which is the next book we're going to read hmm. and in it, in here it mentions specifically that there were certain people who were mentioned in the the torah and the Talmud of having done this already before it was formalized, and Daniel's one of those. Oh, interesting. So the fact that he does this prayer three times a day. Apparently, also David has a a line, I think, in one of the Psalms where he talks about like crying out morning, afternoon, and evening or something like that, which they're saying that's also the three prayers. Reference
1: to prayer. Interesting. Yeah.
0: So maybe there were some people kind of already doing this, but then it got formalized during during the time of Ezra. So we might actually get to that, which I thought wow. was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And then also it was pointed out in some of the stuff I found is that, so the Jews pray three times a day. Muslims do it five times a day. Mm-hmm. So some people are like, nope, totally different thing. That's a Jewish thing. However, I found this article on um, allislam.org. And in this, there's this article that is Essentially, an interpretation of Daniel as a young Muslim refugee and how he coped oh, with it.
1: interesting.
0: So kind of interesting. not, not saying that he was a Muslim because that didn't exist yet, right? But kind of saying that his story is similar to that. And so they talk about hmm. when him and all the other beautiful boys were in the America's Next Top Boy, I mean, Babylon's <laughs> Next Top Boy competition. Yeah. That when he and Rakshak and Benny refused to eat, the, oh, the delights was about eating from the like king or whatever? Or mm.
1: Turkish delights. Oh, right. That
0: saying supposedly, because the thing they were given was just vegetable-based, is mm. that some people will argue that he was part of a particular vegetarian sect of Judaism, but others uh, will argue that it's actually just that no meat was available that would be okay to eat because there was no one qualified to prepare it.
2: I see. That, you know, like that, it that it would be kosher or kosher, yeah.
0: Um or halal, right? So kind of same thing. So kind of saying it's similar to what Muslims go through living in countries and kind of having to face the the pressure to conform mm, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, not praying to false gods, sure we all get that one. But then the this thing about his prayers was they do point out the fact that he knelt Down, Like, it specifically mentions that he gets into that, like, prostrate position Mm -hmm. to to pray and that he faces toward Jerusalem. And basically saying that, like, well, yeah, that makes sense because the place of the sacrifices was Jerusalem. And it wasn't until later during the time of Muhammad that that would have moved. to Mecca. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, to Mecca. That that would be the new place we would face when we pray. So kind of saying, like, yeah... He was already doing these things and and facing persecution wow, for it. That is interesting. So I did think it was kind of an interesting thing to see. Some people be like, no, no, totally different. That's five, ours is three. And others being like, nope, mm, yep, this is where it comes from. This is wow. this is our history cool. too. So yeah, that was fun.
1: All righty. I was looking up more on Daniel 7, which is… Regarding the four beasts beasties. vision and that little horn, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, ye
0: beasties.
1: There is a specific phrase that was muttered. I uh, called it the Ancient of Days. Uh,
0: yeah, I wondered about that.
1: And also, Son of Man. Yeah. So the Ancient of Days is supposedly God, and Son of Man. Oh. Yes, of course, is Jesus, according to lifehopeandtruth.com. dot com. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, essentially, there are these three different references to the Ancient of Days, and it's in verse 9, 13, and 22, and they're all in Daniel 7. Wow.
0: Hmm. Yeah, right. I do like the idea of, I'm imagining a future where we're all like good buddies with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm. And if he ever is like oh,
1: the Ancient of Days
0: acting old or something, be like, how are you hanging in there, Ancient of Days? You know, that's like a little that. ribbing, a little friendly right. ribbing.
1: Yes, that's Yay. amazing. I want to remind everyone also that these four great beasts came up from the sea, each different from the other. And they were, again, mm. the lion, and then they were... Bear. Bear. Scary bear. Yes, a bear, some sort of leopard thing, and then also mm. some sort of, like, iron scary boy. Yes. Which is fun. Iron toothed scary giant. boy. Yes. Yes. Now, according to this, again, in in another, I also read watched and listened to this fun little YouTube video called Dan 7, the Four Beasts and the Little Horn. And they say that the first, this lion, is essentially the Chaldeans slash the Babylonians. Okay.
0: Slash House Targaryen. Yes. No. (laughs) Okay. All right.
1: (laughs) But the Chaldean or the Babylonian Empire. Uh Uh-huh. And also the lion symbol was characteristic of Babylon, especially in Nebuchadnezzar's time.
0: Yes, I think we've had some mentions, actually, of the lion of Babylon yes. before. Yeah, okay, got it.
1: There you go. And then this bear was the Medo-Persian Empire. Mm-hmm. So the beasts being raised up on one side, which they said in it, which was kind of random and weird—
0: Right, that a horn was taller on one side, mm.
1: yeah. Well, that, yeah, this beast, this bear beast was like, oh yeah, and it had oh. the three oh, ribs. Oh, the bear beast was. Yes. Right, okay. It represented that the Persians were greater than the Medes. Okay. I don't know, according to this, yes. Right, okay. And the three ribs that are devoured represent the three empires conquered by Persia's first great King Cyrus. Right, remember Cyrus. And...
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cyrus they were the, the Great.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The Lydian Empire, the Chaldean Empire, and the Cambyses Empire. Oh, and Cambyses conquered Egypt. Okay. Wow. In 525. Huh. Oh. Wow. So those okay. are the three ribs. Interesting. Such history. Yes. Now, this third beast, the leopard, was the Greco. Macedonian Empire, so Greece. Uh, Yeah,
2: yeah, Alexander the Great, the Greco-Macedonian. yeah, Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, and the empire was divided into four smaller kingdoms after his death. Wow. But that this was Greece, which is pretty cool. Wow. And finally, the fourth beast is the Roman Empire, which I think I said or thought, maybe I didn't say (laughs) it, but I thought Uh that I talked about Roman there at some point. And, it's interesting because after this fourth dreadful and terrible beast they talk about this little horn uh-huh and both of the things that i saw say that the little horn is ultimately the holy roman empire
0: huh okay i mean they Just did that little tiny holy roman empire
1: that they did, yeah, and that they also persecuted many people mm, through you know, the Roman things. Catholic ju- judicial system. I was like, okay, these are people that don't like <laughs> Roman Catholics, clearly. <laughs> and yeah, the other thing that I saw was talking about the Vatican and the Pope and that people, you know, were against the Pope, but that they would be persecuted and murdered and executed yeah. and stuff like that. So
2: yeah, it, it it is true. And also, it's a lot of fodder for conspiracy theory as well. Because if there's anything I know about evangelical Christians, it's that they also are like deeply suspicious of the
1: Catholics. Right. Is that it? Okay. Because I was like, wait a minute. It's not it. That's one one of. of many.
0: The many. Amongst their weaponry are such things (laughs) as a ruthless suspicion of the Catholics.
1: So I must have stumbled upon two like evangelical sites, essentially, because I was like... Okay, what do Roman Catholics mm, think mm-hmm, that this is sure. then? You know, and I couldn't find anything but I would I would be interested to know.
0: I wonder Someone if out there we tell us. find any prophecies related to how Christians, how evangelical Christians specifically seem to have dominated the SEO of the internet, mm. Mm. because it's like they—it's like you've really got to look to find anything yeah. that's not that. It's true. Right? You do and have to find to like, anything that's Jewish, that's exactly. Muslim, that's yeah. atheist. Mm. And just historical that's critical anything yeah. else
1: interesting point it's really
0: hard to find yeah like I have to go to like the third page of Google search results sometimes to find anything that's not mm. one of those like gotbelief.org and you know <laughs> defending inerrancy uh-huh. and like all those sorts of things uh-huh. So I wonder if there's a prophecy about that. It's like, and there will be a web that all of the <laughs> strings lead I to... saw
2: a spider's web. Right. Amazing. And the web... <laughs> That's funny. ...had the mouths of a man screaming in rage in <laughs> <Right. constantly. Wow. laughs> yeah, right. and fury
0: constantly. Calling everyone communists.
2: and Nazis.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah.
2: can I talk to you about... Yeah. ...Dens of
1: Lions? Please. Oh, yeah. Please do. Love them. So
2: my initial inquiry was, how common was it to do execution via dens of lions? We've all heard of execution via, like, throwing them, you know, like the Romans throwing Christians to the lions in gladiatorial combat, right? right? But this is a little bit different, you know? Yeah. And, of course, my first realization was, like, lions don't live in dens.
1: Oh, do they not? They live, like, out in, like, a pride They live out and about. They're a
2: hunting animal, right? Like, they don't have much of a reason, and they don't hibernate like a bear does, yeah. you know? Like, they don't have mm, much of a reason. Right. They're an apex predator, right? So they don't have much of a reason to be like, we're going to hide away in this Which, little...
0: Right, yeah. well, carnivores can't that. survive. Yeah, hiding, yeah. I think. Mm. I think carnivores hunt, have right? to stay on the hunt all the time. Yeah. So
2: okay. I did find this article that talked about the fact that there is evidence going back to specifically the Assyrian king, Ashurbanipal. Yeah.
0: Mm. That
2: one. And this is from about 100 years earlier. Okay. that there's evidence that he depicted himself as like this mighty lion slayer and hunter. And there's a lot of depictions of him on lion hunts. Mm. But Mm. there's also evidence to suggest he wasn't just going out and hunting wild lions, that basically they were breeding lions and creating for him a stocked pond, if you will, of lions to hunt. Huh. Right? Okay. So it's lions being bred in captivity, Right. Right. And so it is likely that it wasn't an actual cave like a naturally occurring cave or things like that but probably just like the room where we keep the lions, you know.
0: Wow. Which does seem to fit this description that it's like there where the king yeah. can just throw someone in it. So maybe it is a similar deal. Yeah,
2: it's like not out in the wild. Right. You know, it's right. it's it's our collection of domesticated lions. Maybe not fully domesticated, but at least yeah. And exactly. you know, we had it somewhere,
0: yeah. And we had it somewhere nearby enough that we could put this huge stone over yes. the mouth of it. Yeah. Mm.
2: So I'm going to get into that now. I found <laughs> some fun side okay, trivia okay, from the good. rabbinic literature. Okay, the rabbinic literature is always great, right? That's mm. all the fan fiction and the side yeah, stories. Yeah. So okay, uh, there's this one line quote: "The beasts in the den receive Daniel as faithful dogs might receive the returning master, wagging their tails and licking him." According <laughs> to this one, Rabbi. Wow.
1: That's nice of them. Yeah.
2: They were just like so happy. Love that. And
1: then this one.
2: Yeah. Quote The mouth of the den was closed with a huge stone which had rolled of itself from Palestine to Babylon for that purpose.
0: Oh. Okay. Wow. Wow. So it's convenient. It's funny because in the stuff I was looking up, I did see something on Hermeneutic Stack Exchange about someone asking mm-hmm. about the slab being put in front of the tomb. Or of the lion's den, I mean. Sorry, whoops. And basically, kind of saying like, but how is this possible? Because they didn't really have stones of that size in this part mm-hmm. of the world. And basically, someone was like, actually, they quarried limestone and had huge blocks. So you're wrong. Oh,
2: <laughs> that
0: was kind of. And then people argued a little bit about how that. How did they know? It's just like, well, because the Hanging Gardens. Which may have been in Babylon, got it. Were made of of limestone or mud brick, but that were in like huge big slabs. So they're like, look, they did. I need did to it.
1: look up like what that even looks like. It's all artist depictions because I mean, no one it'll knows. It's just
0: be artist depictions. It's, yeah. But,
1: like they don't
2: exist anymore. Sure. Yeah. It's cool. So speaking of artist depictions, yeah. of course, because this is such a good story, been depicted in art many, many, many times oh, yeah. through the centuries, right? All so I just place. curated yeah. some examples that. for you to enjoy. Okay. Just four examples. Love and it. I will be posting these images in the Facebook group and in the Discord as well for our Patreon subscribers. Yeah. Okay, so this first one that I'm sharing with you is by Rubens, uh, painted in 1615. Oh.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's... Uh. Emily's making that noise and that's kind of the... Uh. That's kind of the expression, <laughs> just, I would say, that's on Daniel's face. So
0: we got a whole bunch of lions hanging out. Yeah. Right. So Daniel's sitting there mostly naked, clasping his hands and kind of uh, praying up into the... <laughs> <laughs> to the open air though. So this is factually yeah. inaccurate because yeah. we did learn that was covered with a it stone. Also,
1: like a natural cave. And it probably wasn't a natural cave. Maybe this cave. is
0: right as they're covering it.
1: But yeah, yeah I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to think of what are Daniel, which of these lions that are depicted here. Who, oh, who's the who's the lessest of the lions
2: <laughs> <laughs> that he would be cast as? Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, when you post it, maybe you could tag him in the photo. Ooh, that'll be good. Okay, each one I'll pick
2: which one is the smallest lion and tag him. Oh, it's also
0: interesting looking at this, and it just from looking at the lions, it seems like the majority of these are male lions, and I'm pretty sure that male lions do not hang with each other. Well,
2: okay, but again, if this is not a naturally occurring pride Mm. of lions, this is just. Kings who want to be able to hunt lions for breeding them. But don't you think,
1: they don't
0: even look that lion like? I mean, whatever. do you think the males would all fight each other all the time? Like, oh, maybe maybe, maybe they bred that out of them. I don't They're know, not like stallions.
1: I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so that's, but yeah, Ruben. I wonder if this artist has ever actually seen a lion, but that's fine. <laughs> There's the he did his best. So let's move on to the next okay. one.
2: This is by James Northcote, it's a different approach. Okay.
1: Oh, it, mm-hmm. he's another
0: naked, naked boy. So look at a, these lions. <laughs> yeah, so Daniel's got even less clothes here.
1: And these lions look even less <laughs> like lions. They do kind <laughs> of look, do look like,
2: look like cats. I, yeah, I think this artist had a domesticated cat.
1: Yeah, the one down on the floor with Daniel is like, yeah, it's a tongue is out a little bit, which happens like he's having some
2: catnip. Yeah, Yeah, he's
0: like, hey, (laughs) Fluffy, pose for me. And his (laughs) cat kind of does a little pose and he tries to paint it. Yeah.
1: What is this thing in Daniel's hand? It's like almost a a scroll. Yeah, with some weird some, scroll. Some I don't that.
2: Some like, maybe. Hebrew writing on it,
0: but I don't know what that is. Yeah. And there's an angel this in this one, has one an too. angel.
1: Yeah, what's up with that? It looks
0: like a lady angel. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: Which... Wait, ladies don't do anything.
0: Well, Tilda Swinton
1: does. That's true. <laughs> so yeah.
0: This okay. angel's
2: kind of like shushing Daniel, almost.
0: <laughs> yeah. She's like, hey, I know you're freaking out right now, but just...
2: He's but, also got some I'm sick sure. abs. This is like the most ripped. Yeah, he's now. got some nice abs. He's built. I guess in the Rubens Daniel, he looked pretty muscly, but this one, like we're seeing the abs for sure. He's got that good like torso
1: twist. That's true. You know? He doesn't have as much of a scaredy look on no, his face. he seems more chill. Yeah.
0: He does look like a boy in this one, a boy who skips leg day though. Mm, yeah, look at those tiny little true, calves, yeah. you know? So That's
1: his calves, but he's got <laughs> some big...
0: Quads, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it's a little hard to tell. It could just be the angle, yeah. but yeah. look at those skinny like. little calves. He's really got a little chicken legs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> this next painting is by Britton Riviere.
0: Oh,
1: okay. Oh, that's cool. That looks like he's in a cell.
2: Yeah. This is probably maybe more accurate of where the lions actually would have been kept in like a man made structure.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. What I like about this one is that we've got all these lions kind of circling around. Daniel's old in this too. And he's old. I
2: think more accurate there too that Daniel yeah. would have been pretty darn old yeah. when this happened. For
1: sure.
0: Right. And that he's just like a like stray foot. He's just like staring out the window. Yeah. Not even, he's not even worried. He's just like, no, yeah, yeah. It's chill. Whatever.
2: He's like not even looking at the lions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also that this den has a window. Yeah, it
2: gets nice. that nice natural yeah, light. Some fresh air perhaps. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's more lady lions I think in here. That's true. Yeah, we'll give
0: him points for that. Yeah.
2: Now for something for something completely different.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Oh. Oh, is this like a medieval? This is like a medieval kind of
2: Now,
1: there is a story Whoa. behind Look this, at this, but you just tell me what wow. you see. What is happening? Okay. I see a dude in the air being being pulled by the hair of some sort <laughs> of angel thing. And the angel I think is saying something in like a scroll which I guess is like a word bubble of the day. <laughs> like a medieval word bubble, right.
2: yeah.
0: Sure. Yeah,
1: exactly. The dude <laughs> in the air that's being pulled by the hair is holding two things. I don't know what they are. Like a woven One's basket. White
0: and a pot, uh, and a... It
1: almost looks like a milk jug. <laughs>
0: I think it's a fondue pot,
1: actually. Got it. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then Daniel has a cool hat.
0: I like the idea that, that listeners would hear our descriptions first. Try to picture it, and then <laughs> yeah. go to the Facebook group <laughs> or the Discord, and then see what it actually looks like. Yeah. I think that would be interesting. The
1: weird thing to me, the freaking place where Daniel is hanging out with these lions... Looks like uh-huh. a like he's on a a Bannermint or something. Like he's chilling up in, it, where Legolas might be when they're <laughs> uh, in
0: Helm's Deep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like
1: it looks like Helm's Deep to me yeah, right just, now. he's just like up on the battlements uh-huh. with some lions.
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. Totally. Do- and the lions themselves look like. Wooden statues, like, maybe? They've yeah, been stacked
2: I, one upon the other.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, they're all
0: standing on each other's heads, too. Yes. Uh, yeah,
1: that's really <laughs> strange. So they don't look like lions at all.
2: This, of course, I'm like, excuse me, what is going on here? This is yeah. depicting yet another tale from the rabbinic literature oh. where oh. the prophet Habakkuk okay. was told... Habakkuk? First of all, prophet Habakkuk, Habakkuk was living at the same time, yep. was told by God, hey... My dude Daniel is in a lion's den. You should go bring him some lunch.
1: That's what's happening. And
2: Habakkuk okay. goes, brings him some lunch. They hang out, have lunch together, and then an angel, like, whisks Habakkuk away.
0: Right, airlifts him out by, by his, his hair. hair.
2: By his hair, according to this.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Did that
2: happen? That's So cool. with the basket and the fondue Whoa. pot, you're probably not
0: far off. Yeah, yeah. okay. Good. Yeah. The basket probably just had bread in it. And the fondue yeah. pot, you know, had the yeah. fondue. Oh, nice.
1: <laughs> Maybe that had, like, the bread
0: and the vegetables and stuff. Uh-huh, and right, the right.
1: Pot. Sweet. And the lions gosh, were just chilling. Really some they were probably tokens right of right catnip. Now. Like, it oh god, it's really a wonderful uh, time. Yeah, yeah it seems yeah, great. It sounds like a… A good evening. So again, uh, I will post all of
2: these in our Facebook group or our Discord chat. The Facebook group is open to whoever, and the Discord's open to whoever as well. It's not just for our Patreons. I, I confused that. Not just for our parishioners. Anyone who wants to join woo. and see ridiculous come pictures on, come of all. little, yes. weak, calved, <laughs> naked Daniel boys.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You can look <laughs> and at and it to lions your heart's are content. Looking at him
1: very <laughs> appraisingly. Yes. <laughs> Amazing.
0: Wow. Well, thank you, everybody.
1: All righty. Yeah, that was a fun time as always. And next week, we are going to be finishing Daniel off and then finally concluding with a quiz, as we always do. Oh yeah. Who knows how we'll do. I hope we find a good quiz. This book deserves a good quiz, oh, yeah. for sure. Definitely. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Well, we will see you all then. We can't wait. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye.